Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I'm Mitchell Kaminsky. And I'm Marshall Macaluso. Welcome to the podcast. It's a, it's a beautiful Thursday night. Once again, back at it. We're going to start real quick. A little short episode. We got some little talking points to go through. MLB, NFL, NBA, and a little unconventional NBA to start out. Uh, as Mitch is going to take Yes, yes. Well, Saturday night, uh, I had to do a project covering the uh, Bradley men's basketball team. They're playing IUPUI, which is a ridiculous name. Indiana University, Purdue University in U-P- Indianapolis. In, in, on the monopia, something, I don't know. It's horrible. Anyway, so I'm there, sitting by myself, looking like an idiot. When some yeah, guy comes up usual. to me. Yes, as usual. Some guy comes up to me, and he's like, hey, you want to go on the court and do a, ha- or like do a shooting contest during the first time out? Excuse me? So yeah, if you make a layup, three-pointer, and a half-court shot, everyone in the stadium gets free ribs. That was at first. I know I'm a horrible shooter. Marshall's lost me. Yeah. It's a, it's a sad display. Mid-game, it's like a combo of Lonzo Ball. Mid-range game is a little better than the three-point shot. Yeah, once it's beyond the arc, my mm-hmm. 2K rating goes down to like a five. Yeah. But anyway, I'm like, ah, you know what? When am I going to get this chance again? I'll do it. So they bring me to the side there it's in the t- the, during the timeout. Well, one of the timeouts, they call me on the thing. I'm not going to lie. I was nervous as hell. My legs are shaking because I was really not because of the three point shooting. It was the layup. If I miss the layup, you can't miss the layup. It's over. You look like a total. Even fool. if you made the other two, they're like you missed a layup. You know what? Kyle Corbin misses a three every once in a while. That happens. <laughs> but you can't so, miss the layup. So get out there. And that's my thing. I look like a moron. I'm like, oh, I'm on the big like screen. PCP out oh, there. <laughs> so um, they count it off, and you got 30 seconds to do it. So I put up my lip, and it goes rattling around like think. Think, think, and I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna miss. And then it rolled in. I was like, oh, thank God. Maybe I'm gonna be lucky tonight. So then I go get the ball. The balls are like kind of weird. They're a little, they're a little deflated. Not gonna lie. Yeah, they're like a weird scandal. Bradley scandal. Could be. So I shoot the one. Brick. All right, I can make the next one. Brick. Next one. Air ball. I'm like, uh oh, this isn't looking too good. Third one. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, it's got a chance. Rims out. Ah, rimmed out. It's like, oh, those bastards. Next one. Rims out again. I was like, this is terrible. And then this time, they're really slow rebounders. They got to work on their rebounding down there, those true. those athletic people, because they're trying to get me the ball. And you know what? They weren't very good passes. Good chest pass. I'm knocking yeah, those shots good, down. Good bounce pass I had to reach the, the right, know. reach the left. Not very good pass. Finally, the buzzer beater. Throw that one up. Not even close. And then I'm getting booed off the stage. Ooh. And people are like, oh, yeah, cost us free, free ribs. ribs. Going back to my section, they're heckling me. And there's like a big turnout, too, because it was opening Home night opener, for Bradley. Yeah. Home opener, and they were unveil- unveiling their like uh, little banner thingy for uh, making the tournament last year. Oh, but yeah. uh, that was an interesting experience. So later that night, me and Marshall decided to go visit our friend, uh, Flam. He works at a, a local restaurant in Country town. Club That's right. It's Saturday night. So we're, we're, we're hanging around around there, and we decided to go in the back near where like, the bar is, and they have like bags, bags and stuff yeah. like that. So we're challenging each other with bags. I'm a competitive guy. I'm kicking his ass. And all of a oh, sudden, hey. we see who walks in but Sean Livingston. Peoria native. Peoria native. He's wearing his Peoria high basketball thing. And we saw him earlier, and I didn't realize it was him. And then all of a sudden we're looking, and he's like surrounded by his like entourage of people. Yeah. Like, oh my God, that's Sean Livingston. Hey, Sean Livingston, Golden State Warrior NBA champion. So we were trying to come up with some convoluted <laughs> scheme yes. to go say hi to him. Mark's like, hey, keys, you just got to walk by. I'm going to do a drive by. I'm like, hey, well, what's up, Sean? And then we'll see if I can get a response. Well, it's funny because the, the first, you, I, I remember I came back. And you were like, it's Sean. Yeah, because he's in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah and then it was like you, 
Rooney, some other guys, and they're like, like it's Sean Livingston. I'm like, Sean Livingston. That's not Sean. I go, I go, hey Sean. And then, and then he didn't. No one really said anything. I saw, I got some head turns, and then I kind of stepped closer. I was like, oh, that's Sean Livingston. That's probably that <laughs> might be one of the weirdest celebrities to just see. Man. At a bar, yeah, yeah. And so he walks by, and he's like, "Hey, Sean!" And like, yeah. did didn't work. Then our other friend Kevin, who's there with us, he's like, he really wanted to meet this guy. He's the just NBA getting into the guy, NBA. Yeah. Shout out to Kevin. Hope you're Shout listening. Out Kevin. Um, he almost tried to follow him. They ended up going to leave, and he tried to. He's like, "I think they're in the bathroom. I'm gonna follow him." I'm like, oh, oh no, I can't no. have Kevin get into a fight with Sean Livingston in the urinal. That's terrible. <laughs> so I go to find him, and then all of a sudden by the door, I see him like walking out. I'm like, oh, this is my chance. Hey, what's up, Sean? And then one of his goons came from his entourage. Like, hey, kid, fuck off. Oh, my God. Sean Livingston's one of his bodyguards told me to go fuck myself. <laughs> what an asshole. So, you know what? And I we, being the local we, hero. After after this all happened, we realized we had missed our chance because as yes. you, as our stands know, as our, our, our followers, yeah. uh, they know that uh, we have been trying desperately for a little over a year to figure out if LeBron James breath stinks. We had a chance had last a chance. year with Brian Was Windhorst. Was it Com 2? Yeah, Com 2. Yeah, 2 9, like 2 10. It was a journalism class. We had our chance. The teacher of the class knew Brian Windhorst, and he was going to set us up with an interview with yeah, him. Brian, Brian Windhorst covers LeBron. We're like, we're finally going to get our chance. We're going to ask him if his breath it, actually it, stinks. It goes back to Channing Frye. Yep. They retire, and they're like, what are you going to say about your kids about LeBron? He's like, I'm telling him his breath stinks. It's the biggest thing since who gave... Deion Waiters, the gummies on the Miami Heat airport. That's right. This is, this is a big deal. Thing. And we could have asked him. Because, the Bradley, you know, he, yeah. He played against him in the finals. He probably knows his breast stings. The Bradley teacher got fired. So we got yes. our chances were gone. And then we see Sean Livingston at the bar. Then we forget to ask him. Although, to be fair, even if we were going to ask him, his goons kicked me out just trying to say hi. They didn't respond to you I when you did like, your bye. I feel so. like if we like yell from a distance, hey, Sean, does LeBron's breath stink? We could, I think he, he would have given us a response. I feel like he either would have come over and personally kicked our asses, or he'd have been like, oh, those guys are cool. Yeah. And he, he, could, he could have just given us a head nod, like, ha-ha, yeah. And then we'd to be, like, be oh. fair to him, if I was Sean Livingston, I wouldn't want a bunch of random townies coming up and talking to me. Yeah. Especially a bunch of white guys like, hey, Sean, can I get your autograph? Can you sign my <laughs> but that was, that was Kevin. That was Kevin. That, that was, was Kevin. Kevin. But Kevin's a man of culture, so I thought he had a chance to get in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, it Maybe next time. Next, Next time, time Sean Livingston comes words. through. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to some more important news. Let's talk about the Astros. the Astros. Not because they were just in the World Series. Not because Alex Franklin is coming. an MVP candidate. Because they were caught stealing signs in 2017. Yeah. And the evidence when you like you heard stealing signs, like, all right, whatever. But the evidence when you watch some of the footage is pretty damning. Yeah, man. it is. Because how quickly they're able to relay the signs. So for those of you who don't know, the Astros were caught. They had an electronically Camera. recording signs. And they relayed to the dugout, and it was against the White Sox, the one example we saw with yeah. Danny Farquhar on the mound. And they put down the sign for the changeup, and every time there's a changeup, you hear the, uh, yeah. and the dugout. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's following him off. And it was like three pitches in a row, and it was like quick. They put down the sign, and he throws. So there's no way that they'd be able to relay it without the technology. Yeah. And eventually, he realized it stepped up, and they've been doing this against a couple teams. And yeah, since 2017. The Yankees accused him of doing this in the ALCS. Yes. And like looking back at it, now you have AJ Hitch yeah. comments. Yeah, so it's actually, this is like the biggest thing, because I think, like, and we'll get into like the ethics of stealing signs like this, but I think the biggest thing was... And the Yankees might have got it wrong because they said they heard whistling. That may that may have been, been part of it, but the one we know is the bang. It's like a trash can or whatever. But 
they were like, oh, we heard whistling. And then A.J. Hinch was like, oh, you know, if it took this little just to whistle, they rattled the Yankees. I would have started doing this a long time ago. And he was so pompous in his uh, response that, like, I think that's a big one. But there was a report from Jeff, Jeff Passan that was saying that the MLB is going to look into this, and they might give, I guess, they said, I believe, quote, it was like, uh, punishment like the MLB has never seen before. I don't know if that means it's going to be like the worst thing ever or it's going to be something different. But Mitch, I mean, you're so like, I, I'm not, I never played baseball. So I don't really understand. I don't like, I'm not into this whole sign stealing thing, but as a baseball player, what's your take on like the, the ethics of the situation? Well, I mean, people have been trying to steal signs forever now. Yeah. I mean, any, any way you can get a competitive advantage. So, like, really, if you like figure out what their signs are and you're able to steal it, and that that's great. You got the competitive advantage. Kind of like tipping pitches. Right, right, you're tipping pitches. And I'm all for that. Even trying to figure out how they're like tipping the pitches or whatever. Yeah. When you're doing electronically zooming in, like that's that takes it to a whole other whole other yeah, level. Have a camera and center field. Right. And so yeah. to, basically to answer your question, the advantage of it is if you know, because one of the best especially if you're a pitcher, your best thing is deception. Like yeah. you can have as fast hard as a fastball as you want. It's a good chance like an Aaron Judge is gonna turn on be able to turn yeah. on that fastball eventually. They're a major league hitter. So when you know an off speed's coming and you can sit on a fastball because they won't, they give you the sign and like, and you can tee off all over. Like you, you, you can see what happens. Yeah. Trevor Bauer, I think, had a Twitter yeah, thing where yeah. like right when just launching one off of him. It really does help, no? Because like that's hard, especially when you go down in the count, which yeah. we saw in the video uh, with the Astros guy. Uh, when you're guessing, like, oh, is he going to throw one in the dirt? Is he going to throw a fastball? And you see a lot of guys, like, chasing a curveball in the dirt. Yeah. Well, when you know that's coming, you can sit back there and lay off of it because you know it's going to break. That is such a big advantage. Yeah. And it's really not even fair, especially with how bigger, stronger, faster these uh, yeah. hitters are. And it was interesting because the Nationals, there was actually a little article I read, and they didn't go into the details of it because, you know, they're still trying to keep it a little secretive. But it was talking about how the Nationals, the Nationals, they, they didn't particularly, like, exactly know what was going on here. But they knew that, like, the Astros have been accused of this before. It's not a new thing, and they're like, okay, there's probably something going on. So I think Sean, it was Sean Doolittle, and their pitching coach was talking about um, how they were actually able to combat it. And the big thing they, they, they were talking about was, like, confidence for a pitcher. Yeah. Because if you're about to give a pitch, and you're like, there's a good chance they know that my batter knows I'm going to throw an Aussie right now, like, that's a psyche thing. And, like, baseball's a pretty mental game. And when you think that someone knows the pitcher you're going to pitch before you do it, I mean, that that can totally destroy a pitcher's confidence, can totally ruin a pitcher's game. And that's the big difference when you just, you just figure out, like, tipping a pitch. Like, the, this happened in the World Series. Steven Strasburg in Game 6, his must-win game, he got lit up that first inning. Yeah. It turned out he was tipping his pitches because the way he had his glove, they could see how his hand was going in on the yeah. side of it. So the adjustment he made, the pitching coach came and told him the adjustment he made in the second inning was he'd, like, shake his glove around a little bit so they couldn't see what his grip was in the thing. Yeah. So, like, that's fine if you're trying to – and then you're not 100% certain. <coughs> when you're using cameras and stuff yeah. to zoom in on it, and you know 100% he just put down the sign for – because one is the universal sign for fastball. It doesn't matter which major league clubhouse yeah. you go to. Generally speaking, if there's no one on base, that's what a fastball means. Everyone knows that. So when you and you can see that, it's, it's a ridiculous advantage. And the MLB is going. I think they're going to come down hard on them. Yeah. Because the one thing they had the GM's meeting and an article from USA Today today said there's a couple uh, general managers that were saying, hey, we might we might even ask they can vacate the 2017 World Series title. Which yeah, that seems a little extreme. You Darvish is coming in for his ring. That yeah, <laughs> I mean. It Man. tarnishes almost everything they've done. Oh, it definitely does. And I think... They're such a likable team, too. Yeah, they were. They were. Let me pull up. Uh, While you're pulling that up, they, they had they they just had the, the assistant GM 
and make the rude comments to the lady about the domestic yeah, abuse with Azuna, yeah. which they denied, and then they finally caught it. They called her a liar, which is one of the worst things you can do. Yeah. And then they, that was proven, so they had to backtrack that. And now this, they're becoming a very unlikable team. Yeah, so if you look at the Astros, uh, in 2014 and 2015, uh, their, K, their strikeout ranking per nine uh, was 29th the MLB. 2016, it was 27. Mm-hmm. So they were the 27th. Most team to strike out their nine innings, they went from 27, 2017, they were number one. They went from almost dead last to the best team in baseball when it comes from K through nine. 2018, they were number two, and then 2019, they were number one. Look, you can say this Astros team has a lot of has a lot of talent, which they do, you know. I mean, these guys are slouches regardless of stealing signs or not, but 27 to one. And if you look from their home batting average to their away batting average, for a lot of guys it dips, which like it happens. But when it goes, when you're batting like 380 at home and 211 on the road, it 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 may say something uh, for this pitch tipping thing. But yeah, I agree. Another baseball thing, really quick. P.S. This is our P.S. note for the yes, yes. podcast. Uh, congratulations to Mike Trout and Cody Bellinger for winning the MVP and the NL and the AL yes. respectively. Mike Trout since 2012. This is great. 2012 second MVP voting. Second MVP voting again in 2013. First in MVP voting in 2014. Second in MVP voting in 2015. First in 2016. Fourth in 2017. But he was injured. Uh, 2018 second. 2019 first. That's, for those of you at home, that is very good. Rumor has it he's at a Red Robin right now ordering a salad to celebrate. If he's feeling up to it, he'll order a root beer float and maybe go to bed past his normal time of 9 p.m. It stinks that he's so good but he's one of the most boring human beings in sports. But, you know, congratulations. I wish they'd market him more. Yeah. He's too good not they to should, market The MLB should go into the league and just, like, force a trade to, like, the, the Mets or something like that. Because I can't keep watching him. I'm yeah, Los Angeles like Angels. Yeah, Who cares? Yeah. That's yep. tough. That's tough. Moving on, before we go to the NFL, Evansville from yeah. the, the Valley Runs Deep. And it's not the Ohio Valley. It's not the DuPage Valley. Yeah. It's the Missouri Valley Conference. NBC, baby. Our brethren, Evansville. Good for them. Rep in the Valley. Went into Rupp Arena down in Kentucky and knocked off the number one seeded Kentucky Wildcats. Now, Evansville, not only is it a mid-major school, they were projected. I do the pregame shows for Bradley here, and like I had to do my research on the Valley. They were projected to be like a mid-level team, like finish in the middle of the conference standings. Yeah. Like they, they, they were not a good team last year. And you actually... You met them last year when yeah, they played Bradley, and they actually, were not very, they were not very good same, last year. the same place as, uh, as where we, we met Sean Livingston. It's one of the basketball players. Go to camp. CCQB. Yeah, no, they were they're in the... Well, because they played at Bradley. It was some big game. I don't remember what it was. It might have been, like, the last home game. It was late in the year. Yeah, but we blew them out. It wasn't even close. They were terrible last year. And I was in the bathroom, year. and I was like, oh, hey, it's the Evanston basketball team. They're pretty good. They're, they're very tall. So I'll give them that. Tall <laughs> well, dudes. What impressed me most from watching them, and we don't have to talk about specific players because no one knows anyone in Who college cares? basketball these days. It's all one and done. But what really impressed me was they did not look scared at all. And the second half, they had a mini lead. Kentucky went on a run to tie it and then retake the lead. And they did not back down at all. They're like, because like usually you see with a lot of these teams, especially when you're playing a good opponent like Kentucky. And they're like, oh, geez, here it goes. This is where they're going to go on their run and pull away. Well, they didn't back down. They came in there fearless. They 
play tenacious defense on both sides of the ball. They were confident throughout, and it really showed. And the coach for Evansville is a former Kentucky Wildcat. Yeah, so that was a sweet victory Speaking for them. Speaking of NCAA, uh, we were actually we're not going to talk about this one. We'll spring <laughs> finish, but uh, Wiseman for the yes, yes. We can talk about this a little bit, and then Chase Young for. Um, Ohio State. Ohio State Buckeyes. What are, you, what are your thoughts on both of their uh, positions being suspended or slash ineligible from the NCAA? Both are a little different. Chase Young, under the rules, well, under the rules, both of them should be suspended. But Chase Young's was like, that was yeah. a little ticky-tack. But this is he why, took, this is why I like the California law so much, because, yes, it does have its flaws. And there's some real warning signs there that you can get into, but at least it forces the NCAA to evaluate their current structure, yeah. and it forces their hand where they have to change it. Otherwise, yeah. all these schools are going to do it. So, And this is one of the rules that they're trying to get rid of to get some of the power back to the players. Where He had a loan, he accepted yeah. a loan, he paid it off in full, and now he's getting suspended for two games. Where the Wiseman won, I believe His Penny Hardaway, the coach from Memphis, bought their in. family. He helped them move in, and I yeah. think he bought, helped buy them. I, I just house. remember he helped them move into I think house. that's the official thing. He may or may not have bought them a house. Yeah, so yeah. that one's that one's iffy. Yeah, um, both of them though, like I said, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, especially because like for the NCAA, I mean they're shooting themselves in the foot. I mean Chase Young, because the Wiseman was different. He was a projected number one pick, so yeah. he might he probably will be very good, but no one's really seen much of him yet. But Chase Young, like people were tuning in the Iowa State games to watch this dude because he, he was a Heisman candidate. He was a legit Heisman yes. candidate as a defensive player, which is so hard to do. He was insane for these past couple games. I mean, they played. I don't remember what they played, but they blew out I think it was Maryland or something. Yeah, and he was he was insane watching. He almost single handedly won the Wisconsin game. Exactly. Yeah, it was. And like game. for you to as a defensive guy, because the last defensive player I can remember in the conversation was Dominican Sue, and he needed three things to win the defense uh, a Heisman as a defensive player. You need to be dominant, which Sue was. You have to you have to make an impact, put up good stats. But you also have to be on a team that's going to be nationally. It's like a national yeah, powerhouse, like four, which Nebraska was ten and three. They weren't a national, like they weren't competing for national championships. That eliminated eliminated him. Chase Young had all the things here: projected NFL star, yeah, playing at a high level, and he was dominating for that team. That team had a chance to win the national championship. Yeah. Which they still do. They're yeah. very highly ranked, but that you're right. That yeah. hurts. People want to see him. Yeah. People want to see Wiseman. And it's funny because I was uh, after seeing when this all blew up, especially the Wiseman one. Um, it was funny because a lot of uh, NBA players that I follow, and for the NFL, a lot of uh, specifically like the Broncos players, they were like quote tweeting all this yeah. stuff, like, and they're like, "This dude is gonna like take his year, and then he's gonna go be a, a first round pick in his prospective league." Make bank. It's like NCAA. You're playing with fire here. Where if you're going to start suspending your top That's talents, a great point. Yeah, if you're going to start suspending your top talents, and they'll be like, okay, I'll if I'm Wiseman, I'll ball out in wherever else in China or something like yeah. that for a year, and then I'll still be just as good. And the NBA, I could be a top five pick, and I'll yeah, a great contract, absolutely. And, and you see Trey Young, Luka Doncic, they're two. I mean, they're rookies last year, and and they're on. They were, both of them were on like pretty poor teams last year, and now a couple moves have gone around. The Mavs are looking like a decent eight seed. Yep. The, the Hawks are no slouches. Hawks are exciting. Yeah, it took a year for these guys to be top twenty players in the NBA and to be on a, a potentially uh, playoff team. Mm-hmm. I'm, if I wasn't, if I'm Chase Young, I'd be like, dude, I can get drafted by some teams. He's gonna go going. first round. Yeah, exactly. Regardless if he plays the rest of the games or risk injury or not. Yeah. So you're serious. just hurting yourself right now. Exactly. That is an excellent point. I like that a lot. I will say, though, from a selfish perspective, 
Wiseman being out in that whole media circuit, media circus down in Memphis helps Bradley's not Conference schedule because they it's have true. to go down to Memphis and play them, and that would be a good-looking win. Go they can pull off the upset. So there you go. Finally, let's talk some NFL football. Yes. Um, the big news of this week is Doug Marone has never watched NFL Red Zone, and he finally had a chance to do so in his bye, and he said he really enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm just kidding. The actual <laughs> big news is that actually did happen. That, was like, that guy's like a goofball. Yeah. And he's talking about eating his bologna, fried bologna sandwiches after yeah, every game. Now funny. he's getting to watch. He seems aloof. No wonder Jalen Ramsey wanted to leave. Anyway, <laughs> big news from this week is Colin Kaepernick is working yes. out with other teams. Yes. Uh, he had a workout, I believe, today. They would not release the list of official teams there, but we had a good idea of who they did, was They did be. release it. Did the NFL release it? Yeah, there's also, I'll read off the teams. And they're the usual sus, sus, suspects. Uh, Patriots. Well, I don't know. It's, huh, interesting. Patriots, Dolphins, okay. Broncos, yeah. Lions, eh. Cardinals. I don't Lions know. make sense, though, because Stafford broke his back. Yeah. So they got just, just uh, Cardinals, I don't know. I mean, okay. I guess yeah. backup yeah. fits the system. Uh, Falcons, okay. Browns, yeah. Giants, yeah. Jets, mm-hmm. Bucks, I can see it. And, of course, the good old Redskins. So those are the 11 teams that are attending, and all the teams are invited. Mm-hmm. The one team that you may... Not see on that list. That's very interesting. People are definitely talking about is the Chicago Bears. I know we talked about the Bears a lot. So I'll open this up to the Chicago fan. What do you think about the Bears not working out Colin Kaepernick? Well, uh, for, first off, I'm not opposed to it. Now, mind you, I think you should at least watch him. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. it can't hurt you to look and exactly. see, see what he can do. However, Bears fans that want to re- bring in Kaepernick realistically, we were talking about this. Spanish Trubisky's Ben. You're not going to bench him. You moved up to draft him. Yeah. You exhausted a lot of resources into him. You're putting all your eggs in the Trubisky basket for this year to make absolutely 100% sure this guy is not your guy. Yeah. Because of all the stuff you did to go up and get this guy and all the resources you've invested in him. If you got Colin Kaepernick as a backup, you don't want your backup quarterback bringing in more media attention than your starter. That's just a general rule of thumb. You do not need all these side distractions. Look at the Cleveland Browns with all their distractions. And that team is really talented, and I think it hurts them because they're not focused on football. You bring in Kaepernick, all of a sudden you got to deal with all the political stuff. you got to deal with the backlash. Oh, is he going to kneel? Is he not going to kneel? you got to deal with the fans wanting to boycott. It's going to be a constant media cycle surrounded by Kaepernick, who will be your backup quarterback. So I have no problem with them not working him out because I wouldn't want to bring him in as of right now. Now, that being said... Other teams like the Redskins, where you need a quarterback right now. And you don't really even have the Broncos, an answer. Yeah, even, even the Broncos, Broncos right why, now, you need someone. Not? And you're going to start him for the rest of the year and he looks good. Fine. Yeah. Why not? I, yeah. I would not be opposed And I think, like, I think, honestly, I think this workout, if done correctly, because it's the NFL and they've proven that, like, I don't know, I don't really <laughs> trust them when it comes to Colin Kaepernick. But I think it's, like, their perfect opportunity to be like, look, there are a lot of teams out here who do not have, they do not have an answer at quarterback. The last we saw of Colin Kaepernick, he was banged up on a terrible Niners team. He had 16 touchdowns and four picks. You know, he was decent three years ago. It's been three years. Whatever. Work him out. Let teams watch him work out. And they can finally arrest this case. Now, I do think he's been blackballed. But I think he did. Might, uh, yeah, yeah that was definitely. And yeah. But I think they could say they could finally put to rest this thing. If teams watch him and they're like, yeah, we'll draft someone. Or Broncos will stick with Brandon Allen. Brent's going to say, we'll stick with Dwayne Haskins, whatever. If teams watch him and say, yeah, he's no good, we don't want him anymore, then, you know, it's put to be- we can put the whole conversation to rest yeah. that, like, yes, he was blackballed. No, he shouldn't be in the NFL anymore. It's been too long. He's lost the game kind of deal. 
which I, I think, and I think, I think the Bears, for instance, I think the reason that Colin Kaepernick is such an upside is like, you don't, like, he's never put a dollar demand out there, so you could realistically, you could put him on the team if you want to. I understand, like, for the Bears, it might not be the best pick, but for, like, the Redskins or someone like that, where it's like, you have, I mean, what do the Redskins have to lose in this season, man? Like, they have absolutely, the Dolphins, what Well, they're they also kind of similar, and I know I said the Redskins earlier, but now <laughs> I think they, they just drafted Haskins, too, so you kind of want to see what you have there. Yeah. So that might be, wasn't the but best it's example. Also, it's but, also, um, maybe you don't want to start him this year, yeah. but no, when you fit your practice, true. and also you could say, let's bring him in. Oh, we'll sign him for a very minimal contract. <laughs> if the media is too much, we'll cut him. Although, say we don't want to do. Is he gonna want to play for a minimal contract? Because I feel like he had a pretty good gig going, where he's making all that money with Nike with all those sponsorships and endorsements. I mean, deals. the thing is, though, is that he or tweeted. Like, he's been like, "I've been waiting for this for three years." I think he will do what it takes to get back on an NFL field. I hope it, so. He, he deserves to be back out there. Yeah, man. and I, I want to see. Like, I don't know. I want to. I want to see him on a team, even if he's just a backup. And, and like I said, you know, if he's no good, then he's no good, and we can end this conversation uh, where, where we're done. But yeah, so that's where, that's where we have it. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, we're both, I'm, I'm pulling for him. Hope he did something. Moving on. Speaking of the Bears, yeah. we were talking about that. And this is news that just came out earlier this week, which I find was interesting. I'll hear your thoughts on it. John Fox came out and said him and the quarterback coach of the Bears did not want to draft Trubisky. They both wanted Deshaun Watson, and the Bears did not meet with him. Or they didn't have like a serious, serious meeting with him later. So that's another one where you go into the yeah. Watson thing, like, huh? Yeah, and I that's think, a little like, puzzling, right there. I don't, I don't. As like a, as an NFL coach, John Fox. I mean, he's been around Peyton Manning. He's been around uh, a yeah. lot of good quarterbacks. Uh, I don't disbelieve that. I think it, like we said before, it like hindsight is twenty twenty, obviously, but like. I mean, Sean Watson won a national championship with Clemson, and Mr. Trubisky wasn't wasn't like fantastic at North Carolina. It's right. kind of one of those things where I feel like it's not that it wasn't that difficult to see who was going to be better here. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. Speaking of the Bears, they won a game, so good for them. They did. Yeah, that is true. They beat uh, Jeff Odriscoll of the O'Driscoll Gang for Red Dead Redemption Two. They tried to give it away. They did and they try they to give it away. They just could not. Let's talk about some competent quarterback play. Yes, now. competent quarterback play. Monday night game. <laughs> I will, I'll ask Let's you one question. I'll ask you yeah, one yeah question. sure. Go for it. How much money will you personally pay to watch Russell Wilson be the quarterback for the Chicago Bears? Man. I would uh, pay a lot. Of, if, I would pay so much money to see him be in the orange and blue tough. of the Denver Broncos. The dude's amazing. <clears throat> he is fun to watch. I'd probably go. Well, I might pay like my time. I'd probably go 200 200 bucks. Just one-time payment of my money to see a. I pay a hundred. I'll I'll pay I'll pay a hundred dollars per season. Actually, with this defense, man, that's almost a guarantee. That's like a Super Bowl, Bowl. yeah, right there. With him throwing him throwing to uh, Allen Robinson, it'd be a significant dollar amount because they had that (laughs) man. That would be the cream of the. He probably is right now the front runner for MVP. What impressed me so much too, he threw an interception in overtime. We were joking. It it wasn't a great pick. Yeah, shaked it off. He's on the sidelines clapping. No big deal. He got over it like that. Yeah. Did not fade. Even in the Super Bowl. He was just, I've never seen a guy handle a clap, something like yeah. that better than he did. He was like, do the interception. All right. That stinks. All offseason. He like, didn't hear a word about it. It's like, yeah, you know what? It stinks. We're going to come back next year. Yeah. We're going to try and be better. That's what makes him great. 
Yeah. The the way you march that team down the field and willed them the victory against yes, a very Niners. good defense the Niners, yeah, on the road yeah. was so impressive. And the, and the, the road one was a big one because the Niners <laughs> haven't been good in a while, and this was like this was their time, you know, like yep. eight no against the Seahawks. Seahawks have always kind of kicked them around. I don't think they've ever forgiven them for Richard Sherman, you know, get, uh, causing that interception in the playoffs against yep. Kaepernick. Um, but yeah, twenty seven, twenty four. We kind of talked about this week in the NFL, kind of not having a lot of games, interesting games, but which we thought last week too. But like, yeah, that's what the beauty of the NFL is—is is the parody in it. Because you <coughs> watch the Saints-Falcons matchup on paper, and it's like this is going to be a blowout. And the Falcons wiped the floor with them with one of the yeah. worst defenses in the NFL. They put out a defensive yeah. clinic. It was insane. I did not know what so I was watching. The, the Dolphins yeah. beat the Colts when the Colts What's were at going home. On? It's ridiculous. What is going on? It's magic, looking, baby. looking at these games. We'll go through them game by game. What looks intriguing. Jets Redskins, on paper, not a great matchup. This was actually intriguing to me, though. To get Dwayne Haskins versus Sam Darnold, two young quarterbacks. I think that's going to be an interesting one. All right. I'll take your word for it. I think I it'll be watch, interesting. But, uh, Bills Dolphins, <laughs> not, not interested. The Bills were exposed as frauds last week. Yeah. Against that Browns team. That was a, Both teams did not look like they wanted to win that game. Yeah. Like, the Browns didn't look particularly good either, but I think. The Bills are clearly limited on offense. Jaguars-Colts, I'm actually going to attend this game. Um, let's be honest, not a great matchup, but it's kind of big for the Jaguars because if you lose, your playoff hopes are kind of over. Yeah. You're barely surviving there at 4-5, and five, which you're still very much in the race. So that's a big game for the Jaguars trying to keep it alive. And they're also getting their starting quarterback back, uh, Nick Foles, who they paid all that money for, little big dick Nick. So let me yeah. ask you, would you rather have big dick Nick as your starting quarterback or Gardner Minshew Minch with Mania. the porn star mustache. You want the mustache? Um, uh, I'm going to Nichols. Nick. Sorry, Nichols. You want a Super Bowl, dude? Super Bowl MVP. I totally agree. Can't go against him. Minshew Mania. It was cool. It was cool. But if you look at his numbers, they're getting a little pedestrian. See, see if he didn't have all that like whatever swag about him. Yeah. He, I mean, like, cause like Kyle Allen for the Panthers, no one gives a crap about him. He's been excellent. He's been decent. Yeah. He's been a good quarterback. Um. We'll go. Let's skip Cowboys Lions. Uh, Brissett is also coming back for the Colts. Oh, yeah, now, Brian Hoyer, that experiment. That was tough. That was wrong. That was some inept quarterbacking. Uh, Lions Cowboys would be a good matchup if Stafford was playing. I think the Cowboys are going to win. Uh, that Texans. was actually a very good. Sorry about yeah. that. The Cowboys lost last week to the Vikings. Was a very good loss for the Cowboys. Now, never you never want to lose. But Dak Prescott played really good in a primetime game against a good defense, throwing three touchdowns. Like so, if I'm in, if I'm Jerry Jones, like all right, that's all I need to see. I can pay. Yeah. I can pay this man. Texans Ravens. That's oh, gonna be a good be game. An entertaining game. First time Lamar Jackson, and Deshaun Watson will meet since they played in college in a great game yes. in Louis or it was in uh, Death Valley in Clemson mm-hmm. uh, versus Louisville, where Clemson hung on to win. But it came down to the final drive. It was an excellent shootout. Yeah. That'll be a fun one to watch. Yeah, for two, sure. Two of the top three MVP quarterbacks. Game of the right afternoon. Now. Panthers Falcons. Yeah, yeah, not not really interested. Saints, Bucks, uh, Bucks. You know what? Ooh, the Bucks are a good. They, they're ooh. a good watch every week. You never know what Jameis Winston's gonna do. He either makes a great pass or he throws four picks. I mean, the four picks you're gonna get a pick. It's a given. You're watching yeah, yeah. Jameis Winston play. You're gonna get. You're gonna see at least one interception. The past couple games, they're in overtime against Seattle. They're in that wild one against Arizona. They always find a way to make it interesting. Might not be a good team, but that's how you're gonna be interesting. Broncos, Vikings. Adam Thielen's out. He is out. You never know. Brandon Allen. This could solidify him. 
for a 2020 MVP uh, candidacy. I don't know about that one there. <laughs> 49ers-Cardinals, another big division game. Uh, Cardinals don't look too bad. Kyler Murray, no one watches him, but he's he's, not, he's only thrown one interception this year. I mean, yeah. it was a very costly interception last week against Tampa Bay. That kind of cost him the game, but he's been sneaky yeah, good. That, that's not thing, a lot to work know, with. I, I, after that whole debacle, I was kind of rooting for Josh Rosen. I was like, ah, boo on you, uh, Kyler Murray. But you know what? You know what? I like Kyler Murray. I think give it three years. He'll be a very good quarterback in the NFL. I think he is a very good quarterback yeah. right now. I yeah, but I think like on a, like a contending team. Because right now, it's hard to judge because yes. like they stink. But I think he's better than Baker Mayfield is right now. Kyle Murray's done more with that yeah. offense than Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, if you look at him right now, he is just another guy. If it wasn't for the mustache and the personality, he beat up on a bunch of bad teams last year. So we had Baker Mania. I will say, Cardinals, they have Cliff... 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 Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Yeah, whatever. Cliff Kingsbury. He's a good coach. I think they have a good coaching staff. I think Baker Mayfield is severely stunted by Freddie Kitchens because I think Freddie Kitchens stinks. Did you see, did you see Freddie You're Kitchens right. on the goal line? They had eight yeah. chances from the one. They couldn't score <laughs> That's a what I'm point. Talking about. Neither one of those teams oh, wanted to win that goodness. game. It was horrible. They just ran up the middle eight times and they didn't get a single point on one of them. That was like some Bears red zone offense. Yeah, it was. Patriots, Eagles, another one. Eagles are at home. Good game. Eagle, this could be a very telling game because if the Eagles come out firing, like they, they need to show that they're a contending team. And the Patriots, that'll be interesting. I want to see Jordan Howard running against that defense because everyone the Patriots defense is still ranked number one in the league, but the ball has been run down their throats the past couple yes. of weeks against Baltimore, against Buffalo has happened. Yeah. So I want to see if they can run the ball out. That'll be telling. Raiders, Bengals, Raiders, Fun team to watch. Don't yeah. know if they'll make the playoffs, but they're hugging it around. That's a very interesting team. And the Bengals stink. And you know what? We, we I knocked John Gruden a little bit, saying he had no idea he'd bring in too many superstars. Not 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 much of a plan, but yeah. he knew what he was doing when he trading Khalil Mack and Mari Cooper. He was able to tear it down. He's established a culture because those guys believe, yeah. and I truly do. When they were saying like, "Oh, the Antonio Brown thing didn't bother us, blinders on, whatever." Yeah. I think I believe it. Yeah. I think they really were focused on uh, training camp when it was going on, and it's showing. Rams, Bears. This is like watching two like severely wounded animals who are like on their last li- signs of life, like battling out against each other. Really, it's a big game for both teams. That's, like, that's always the most entertaining fight. They're, like, they're like, hey, hey, okay, we know our quarterback isn't very good, but we still have talent on this team. We got a pretty decent defense. We got weapons. So we got to make something of this season. And this is both these teams where it's like, man. Bears can really have to win. They kind of have to win out. If they're going to yeah. lose, they can really only afford to lose one more game. And this would not be the game to lose with all the, the games remaining. So Sunday night, though, all the spotlight's going to be on both these oh, guys. Oh, that'll be interesting. I mean, we saw, I believe it was Sunday night last year when they played. Yeah. And both of them kind of stunk. Yeah, both of them kind of stunk. But the Bears' defense was absolutely unreal. Well, I trust Jared, Jared Goff is now. We can't. Con- Compare Mitch yeah, 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 and Jared yeah. Goff. Because Jared Goff's won on big games on Monday night. He went. He led his team to a Super Bowl. So yeah, whole other level. Finally, Chargers, Chiefs. Philip Rivers. Not often you can say Philip Rivers cost your team a game, but he really cost them that game against the Raiders last yeah, year. Yeah, there were some throws where it's like, man, what are you doing? Uh, and that wraps it up. We did not talk about one game. Steelers Browns. Browns are currently winning seven nothing. Here's to end the to end the podcast. I'll give you me with these stats. The last time Baker Mayfield and Mason Rudolph played each other, they combined for 1,046 passing yards, 11 total touchdowns, and 90 passing attempts. And I don't think they will get close to those numbers tonight. Neither do I. 
Thank you. Bottom line is Jaguars Colts game of the week. Watch the <laughs> Jaguars. Right now, 2020 MVP. Be on the lookout. We'll put some plays for Brett's now. Uh, real quick, who's your MVP? Russell Wilson. Yeah, I agree. Hey, I would go Russell Wilson and Christian McCaffrey because McCaffrey. I mean, that man has had over sixty percent. And just see a running touches. back. I mean, more or less carry a team like he's doing. Usually, the quarterback. Is. Yeah. The quarterback's he's, not bad. He's playing okay. Pretty. Playing pretty well. But if the Panthers can get into the playoffs, it'll be a big then, time. Yeah, that would definitely help. Deshaun Watson would probably be three for me, and then I'd go Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I like Lamar. I like yeah. what they're doing here. He's got a lot of help. Yeah, he does. Deshaun so Watson's a very good coach. Yeah. I mean, the dude, want, the dude went to he won a Super Bowl yeah. with Joel Flacco. Yeah. I'm uh, not saying Pete Carroll's a bad coach. It's yeah. just clearly. But if, if Russell Wilson just disappeared, they I, the Seahawks would win four or five games. Terrible. They'd be so bad. That defense outside Bobby Wagner is depressing. Jadavion Clowney is really good. Jadavion, okay, Jadavion has been but, good yeah, for but the him. He's had kind of like a revitalization. Yeah, their D line and their, their line linebacker. One of their linebackers good. only has one hand. It's terrible. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you think you think you know Rashad Penny, or Chris Carson? Yeah, that's not much of a run game. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, we'll leave it at that. You know who was not the MVP though? Mitch Trubisky. Thank you for listening to the uh, Dorm Street Podcast. We got things to do, people to see, so we'll leave it at that. Have a good one. Have a good week. See you next time.